Hello, for those who don't know me, my name is Robert and it falls to me to, to do some reflections on Psalm 18. Uh, as this psalm has uh, 50 verses, it won't surprise you to learn that I don't intend to read it all out. However, I would like to read the first three verses and here they are. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. That last verse, verse 3, uh, provided the opening lines of a song, but more about that later. Meanwhile, the psalmist's description of God's attributes in regard to his own relationship speak too uh, of a life of physical struggle and danger. For him, God is strength, rock, fortress, shield, stronghold, and ultimately both his deliverer and the horn of his salvation. The psalmist has faced many trials and perils. Indeed, he goes on to say that he had been close to death. The cords of death had encompassed him and the torrents of destruction had overwhelmed him. Furthermore, he acknowledges that his enemies were stronger than he. And in his distress, what did he do? He cried out to God, who he says heard him. God's deliverance is described in the form of sort of violent activity of nature as God defeats the psalmist enemies. And then the psalmist says, God reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. I wonder how we see our own experience of God. and What terms would we use to describe what he's been to us? what he might continue to be. As the psalm develops, we see the psalmist acknowledging all that God has done, all that he's provided for him, his human physical strength, his ability to move quickly and sure-footedly on the most difficult of terrains, and also his fighting skills. Throughout the psalm, he acknowledges that it was God who enabled him to achieve all that he did achieve culminating in him being a mighty king to whom even foreign rulers bowed the knee, he says. Throughout the psalm, we see a man whose life was intricately linked to God. God was everything to him. And this reminiscing of all that God had done for him leads the psalmist to exclaim, The Lord lives, blessed be my rock. Let the God of my salvation be exalted. And this verse was used as the chorus to the song I mentioned earlier. It goes like this. It's coming. I will call upon the Lord Who is worthy to be praised so shall I be saved from my enemies. The Lord 
river and blessed be my rock and may the God of my salvation be exalted. The Lord liveth and blessed be my rock and may the God of my salvation be exalted. You have to join in these songs, don't you? Many of the Psalms, of course, are songs in their own right. And they were used in a variety of Israelite worship contexts. But one thing that many of them have in common is they speak of life experiences. The relevance of a relationship with God in all types of circumstances. They encourage us to reflect upon how we respond to the ups and downs of life. Where we see God in those experiences. When we choose to praise God when we struggle to come into his presence, when we bring our doubts, fears, troubles to him. In short, they encourage us to reflect on our own interactions with God in the highs of life and very much also in the lows. The writer of this psalm was thought to have been King David towards the end of his life. He had survived the rebellion of his favourite son Absalom and he penned this psalm as a testimony of God's faithful dealings with him. You can find the psalm again in its entirety in 2 Samuel chapter 22. It's in the Bible twice for a reason, I suspect. David ends by saying that God is a tower of salvation for this, his king and shows steadfast love to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever. Through Jesus, we are among those descendants, are we not? I wonder what our final testimony will be.